Hello. Uh, namaste. Hola, ¿qué tal? Film God Podcast Listening Crew. Dem, 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 dem. Um, I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is cool. I hope you're all getting through this little crazy blip, um, which is a blip in what will be a hopefully a super fantastic, phenomenal life. Um, for all of my short form crew that have been kind of getting back and wearing the masks, you know, just keep smiling underneath there. It's like muscle memory. We've got, got to keep smiling. Um, and I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone who's been listening still and hitting me up at the Instagram at Film Gods podcast and leaving reviews on the Apple iTunes. Um, it really, really does mean the world and it, it keeps us in the charts, which we have been. And I don't think we've dropped out of the UK charts since we started back in March, which is just phenomenal. Um, and this episode is no exception. Um, it's just another brilliant hour listening to maybe a friend of yours or someone that you kind of know. Talk about their experience. Talk about what they can do with a little bit of hard work, a bit of humility and, and a lot of passion. Um so keep sharing the episodes. Um, I lo- I'm loving the feedback. I love that you're all listening. Um, and when I see you on set, I want to give you a big thumbs up, big up. Let's get started. Big soon. Film God listeners, holy moly. What, like, what a week it's been so far. I've managed to get some absolutely amazing people recorded. I've taken the week off. It's kind of like my little week summer holiday. And someone that I've been pestering for a little while is on today who I ran with. And then he's kind of gone off. He's done his thing. And I've got to be honest, I did have this weird little kind of proud moment a couple of years back when we did the the Arsenal job. And yeah. you were there and you absolutely smashed the living daylights out of it. I was like, come on! Because it's like our generation doing what they love, doing what they do, and just really fucking loving the journey. So I'll stop talking because it's not about me. Um, what is your name, sir? And what is your role on the call sheet? Hello. Um... I'm Grant Sandy Phillips, and uh, I'm a steady cam operator. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what is it? Like, it's like, what does it feel like to kind of when you when you step on set and you're the steady cam? What was it? What does that make you feel like? How, how do you feel? Um, do you know what? It's a it's a great feeling. Um, I've just got a mad love for film, so for me to be able to engage creatively with the whole process because it is um you do have to have like a kind of semi-creative execution um just understanding how to frame things how to um take someone's idea and kind of bring it to life mm. and when you see it come to life and you see them react and kind of really be pleased with what you've done or you see the end result and it comes out really nicely yeah it's a great feeling man so that yeah i love it i absolutely right. love it and that yes. was it always like we, I love to kind of get people's stories and find out the start process and all the rest of it. But just one thing that I wanted to get straight out of the bat is like, was it always steady cam? You know, does it was that always something in your head, or did that suddenly become the thing when you got on set and you saw how it worked and what 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 got you in and, and then what was that that catalyst for for steady cam? You know, I actually wanted to um so when first started the industry. I'd had a, I used to film events and weddings um, with like a, I think it was like a, like it was like a mini DV camera, like a broadcast one. 
Yeah, Z1. It was actually Z1. I yeah. got in. I still got mine in the attic, man. <laughs> I love no it. Way. Oh my, yeah, I remember. So I had my little Sony Z1, and then um, met this woman who got me Rosie Wells. Big up Rosie Wells, who actually like um, producer who got me into the industry. Um, started doing interviews with her, and then um, basically I wanted to direct. And then from me wanting to direct, I was like, I just felt like I didn't have enough knowledge on things. Like I would, I didn't, I don't know, think something felt like it was missing yeah. and I was doing things and wasn't getting the result that I wanted. So I started running and then from me running, I just like, I was just like, wow. Like I was just getting loads of information. I was meeting loads of great people. I was getting paid really well. And I was just like, wow, like this is like an amazing um, opportunity so I was just like do you know what let me jump into this full-fledged so I stopped all the filming mm. and then just started running and then from doing running work I just learned loads of things met loads of people then started doing a few little directing projects and then it got to a point where I was just like ah, I still need to know more because I just felt like I just I didn't know enough there was more information that I needed that I didn't have mm. and then I was like okay cool well what can I do so I started first in was doing some first AD for a bit, was second in and third in, was learning, learning, learning again. And then I was just like, I don't know, like I still wanted to do the directing. So I was just like, I don't know, there's something else missing. Mm. But then I was like, well, I want to learn visual language. So in terms of how you position a camera, where you put it and how it influences its audience, like mm. the conversation between the image and the audience and how you can kind of like influence them with how you take a picture or how you compose an image or what you put in front of them, what they're seeing, how it influences their emotions. Mm. And um, I was just like, well, how can I do that? And I love training. So I was just like, I want to do something that keeps me fit. And I want to do something that I can learn how to visually like learn my learn visual language. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Like Steadicam looks pretty good. So I was just yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what? let me try it. Did you and talk then to spoke, anyone before? Did you talk to like the Ricks of this world? Although, did you speak to those boys? I spoke to Tom Wilkinson. Nice. I spoke to Alf Tremonti, who's like legend, like absolute yeah. legend. Spoke to Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Um, and Tom actually, I spoke to Rick. I spoke to I spoke to Rick, Tom, and Alf mainly. But Tom was um, Tom and Rick. Rick was like super supportive, like as well, he is I've always. Got, I've got to get him on, man. I got to get him on this as yeah, well. Yeah, mate. He's just like a legend. Him, yeah. Doug Walsh as well. Doug was like love my, Doug. Doug. Yes. Like, listen, Doug man, mountain. Jesus. Was, he is like my like <laughs> him, Tom. Like yeah. I, just, I would never like Rick. Like I would never like. I remember the first time one of the first times I put on a rig, rig was Rick's rig. Yeah. The first time I got introduced to do Does a course. Does it feel like that That kind of putting on someone else's rig? And I've only just really thought about it, but it's like, it's like an extension of them. It's like their third arm. And that's quite yeah. a big thing for such, because normally it's like, don't even look at it. Like, don't even touch, like, don't, just don't be near it. This is expensive stuff. It's set yeah. to my thing. But then to be able to say, it's like, like a, like a shield of like this, like this, like armor. It's like, here's mine. Feel yeah. it. How does it make you feel? What's it? That feels like a massive deal, man. Yeah, yeah. And it was, to be honest with you, the first time I put Rick's one on, I was just like, it's so weird because now having the understanding of putting my own one on, mm. it like, yeah, it just, it just felt really foreign. It's just like another foreign body. It's like someone holding on to you and being really unbalanced. Because okay. you're just like kind of being pulled all over the place and you're just like, well, how do I configure this mm. extra bit of me? Mm. Um, but it was good. And, and like, it was an amazing experience. And I think 
Tom Wilkinson put me forward to do, uh, said to me to try the Tiffin course, which was... What's um, the Tiffin course? So it was, Tiffin is like a Steadicam course. That, so Tiffin do a course, which so is based around um, Steadicam. Yeah. And what they do is they take you on, like they've got different uh, levels of workshop, silver, mm. gold and bronze. And it just gives you different levels and understanding of being a Steadicam operator. So it nice. goes through like balancing, it goes through operating, it goes through, like they take you on a really nice course which um, gives you a good insight into being a steady camera. And can, um, you, can anyone do it? So if like, you know, it's a film student wants to do it or do you have to have some sort of experience in the industry? I did it. I did it with no experience. You just got, it's just, it's something that's available and wow. you can go to Tiffin, um, Google them. They usually got the course. Yeah. Um, there's another course that's done through optical support Okay. Um, it's another Steadicam course through yeah. the GBC, I think it is, um, through the Guild. And that's a really good course as well. I didn't get to go on that one, but that's another really good course if any Steadicam operators want to um, try and get onto a course to just, it's a good intro to kind of go, are you interested in it or are you not? Yeah. Um, and it allows you to kind of go, okay, I want to pursue this because it's a commitment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people, it's not something you could just be like, yeah, I think I'm just going to casually go into this. Um, but, it's a livelihood. Um, it's a choice. It's a life choice now, isn't it? It's like yeah. you can't, you've got to keep fit when you're doing this. Yeah. And you spend a lot of money as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money as well. It ain't it's cheap. Like, <laughs> no, I've got the kit. I had to sell the car, so I'll just walk everywhere. Just I'll take shoots within a five mile radius. Exactly, it's more like I got to get. I had to sell my house, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, Every- I'm coming oh, no. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mate, cardboard box is looking good outside. Mate. I got um, oh my god! Yeah, Lord. no, but and then I think that was my light bulb moment for me. It was just like I kind of did the course and speaking to Tom, having the support of like Tom, Doug, Rick. And somebody like Matt Allsop was amazing as well. Mm. Um, Tom English was amazing. I assisted nice. some of these guys on shoots and stuff. Like Rick, um, all, the, all the top guys basically assisted yeah. them, had conversations with them, and they were really supportive. Great. Um, and yeah, just kind of went in it, went into it from there, and just like, yeah, just 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 took steps into it. And I was like, all right, cool. This is what I want to do. Um, and then, how did you do? Did you kind of start? hitting people up that like mates that were directing low budget stuff to be like, look, I'm now steady count. Or how do you start building that contact list? Or is it the more that you do, just the more people hear about you? I was, I was fortunate because finding jobs wasn't actually the difficulty for me. It was because I would, because I'd been doing the running work and I knew and met so many people. A lot of the people that I knew were starting to step up nice. and were doing. So like I had like loaders who were becoming DPs. I had, friends that were coming producers hmm. um, or friends that were doing head of production stuff. Or so I knew a lot of people already that were stepping up and doing like really low budget stuff. Hmm. Um, and I met um, a guy called Luke Biggins who was doing <clears throat> a lot of small, smaller stuff. Um, and luckily, like it was quite funny because when I first met him, I uh, he did like a lot of low budget music videos yeah, yeah. and like Richard James Lewis had worked with him and nice. all the kind of like top ups that I knew mm. or have heard of had actually like gone through this guy and actually worked with him when they first started. 
Um, he's like the this is like the stepping stone to the industry. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty much like that, to be fair. But he, like, and it was, it was, it was an, it was, it was amazing talking to him and stuff. And I just got to, he just shoot, he just shot a lot. He was doing like a lot of, lot of small, small budget promos yeah, yeah. and stuff at that time. Um, and yeah, he was just really helpful, really understanding, really nurturing, just really supportive. Amazing. Like, I did a few shoots where. Um, do you get like Nor- a badge? Do you get like your Luke Beacon? Like it's like you know, like you get Cubs and you're like you get your like you know helping Luke someone Biggins cross badge. the road. Have you got your Luke Biggest badge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty, much, pretty much, you get your like your seal of approval. You're kind of like, all right, cool. Like I'm, you, you're the, in, the, the, you're in the, the club. Team, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was like massively helpful because he just used to get me on loads of different small budget shoots and just yeah, just was really supportive. I think I did a lot of stuff with um, the guys at Ranking, some fashion nice. stuff as well. Nice. which was really nice and the guys there were like really supportive big up to Adda who got me who used to get me involved Adda Almeida producer she used to just like just get me in on shoots and stuff and they were just it was great working with some of the guys then and um yeah it was just mainly just contacting people really mm. I kind of just put myself out there and threw myself out there to a lot of people um made a few mistakes on the way Standard. um yeah which was like I remember doing one shoot I did a promo and um, at the time, I wasn't really ready to be doing that level of promo. Right. And I did it. And I remember it was quite a funny situation because I watched the clean rushes afterwards. Mm. And I literally was... So steady cams are meant to be quite smooth. But right, it's in the tile, dot... isn't it? It's, it's the, the steady. <laughs> exactly. The dot was definitely not steady. There's a handheld steady cam. Steady. <laughs> I watched the rushes back and I was just like, I watched it. It basically was going from tilting to the left to tilting to the right to tilting to the left to tilting oh, to the no. it was like a boat. You're pretty much <laughs> on a boat on the shot. And I was just like, I was like, I watched back the Russians. I was like, yeah, the shot's definitely not meant to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? Was but, that just inexperience or was that just something was wrong with the rig or how do you no, figure that out? A, it was just an experience. I wasn't really, I didn't, do you know what? It was funny because I've watched, operators like Doug and I, I have to mention Doug quite a lot because his commitment to his time outside of the rig mm. is just phenomenal like I remember first going to see him when I first got the rig and he used to just practice 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 and that's what he just put into my mind was just practice practice yeah. practice um luckily I had the physical practice when I was with Luke in terms of I was able to be on shoots and yeah, yeah. um it was a bit more forgiving um and I thank Post as well. Post is a great thing because they kind of fix quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it. We'll fix it in Post. It's yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. Kind of like it. Um, but also just, it was like, it was my honesty with myself. Yeah. Um, I think I had to be honest with myself and just say, do you know what? I had to not, not, I didn't, I didn't want to use the excuse of the equipment. Mm. I, I was like, because I've seen other people achieve certain things and it's like, okay, cool. Well, my drive just came from, okay, I'm not going to use the equipment as the excuse. I'm going to put my hands up, take responsibility, say that I did something wrong yep. or say that it was wrong and find a way of fixing it. Mm. Um, and I think that that mindset and attitude allowed me to kind of um, fed my curiosity of how to, how to become better. Mm. Um, and, so how and do you that- practice? Do you just kind of get it out, break out camera houses, rental houses and just, just move with it? Yes, it's it's more. There's exercises that you can do. Um, there's conversations. Like luckily, like there was a lot of people who. So I at the time I was still running. So I, but I was more assisting steady cam ops. Mm. 
So I would go do a shoot, do something really wrong, and then go speak to the operator about it and be like, I remember I was on a shoot once with Matt Allsop and I'd gone on a shoot and I'd had something wrong and I was looking at the way he was doing things and assisting him and I was just like, so this happened and that happened and I spoke to this person and um, and and then I was, I'd be like, oh, so I did this shoot and this happened. How do you think I can fix it? And he'd be like, oh, well, have you thought about this, this, this? I think my real sealed moment was like real, like massive, massive turning point was um, Simon Wood. Big up to Simon Wood. Big up Simon Wood. Big you like up. just dropped all of the big net. That's it. I know. Do you know what though? I was fortunate enough to because but I was. Is your on... floor heavy enough to withstand all of these names that you just dropped? Because <laughs> I don't know if you're on a first floor. Is it concrete? Are you stealing floors? <laughs> I've got still. I've got still floors here, man. I've got lots of floors. Do you know what is? I was fortunate enough to like because I worked as a runner, and I and I'd worked yeah, on yeah. set with all these people. Yeah. And I was just it, like, I luckily I got along with them. I knew them. They're lovely people anyway. Mm. And they were really supportive in, in my change from being, from being a runner to do, going into Steadicam. Mm. Um, and they would, they would just like the industry of Steadicam were actually like, and the commercial guys that I knew and I'd met were just really supportive mm. um, and really lovely. And, and because of that, it helped me progress into what I needed to do. It gave me another outlook of, of Another um, another place where I could get that information. Well, it's like, um, in theory, it's kind of like a, a master's degree on set. You know, it's like, you know, you could have done, you could have done that gold fucking steady cam operating course four or five times. And actually, the, 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 the one day that you have with Simon Wood, the one day that you have with Doug, the one day that you have with Rick, it's like all of those single days with those people asking them specific questions is probably worth, you know, months of training. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like you, they've got so much experience. Now, I think that's really nice that they're looking at that next generation coming up going, been in your shoes, totally know what exactly what you're going through, do this, do this, do this. And the thing yeah. is, you're inquisitive. And that's that's what I think the greatest minds, the greatest people are doing. They're not just kind of going, oh, fuck it, it's fine. I'll just put the rig in the boot and then I'll get it out the next shoot. It's like, you're looking at the rushes. You're looking at how you can improve. You know, yeah. that's, that's the main thing, man. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was it. It was actually literally that drive of me being inquisitive to how I can improve what I'm doing. Mm. And, and even still till now, I'll still look at it because sometimes technically... I will be able to execute things, but it's not always just the technical aspect. There's also the conversations between the director and the DP that you have mm. to understand and manage, or maybe the way that um, the execution of the shot in terms of the choreography, like choreography. Mm. So if you're having to do a one shot and you're having to move around the set and they want certain feelings, like that's where the AD and the runner came in, which was really good because yeah, yeah. I used to be able to dress sets. So, when as a second or a third, you'd come in and assist your first, mm. who would be the person who would execute the director's idea. And in executing that idea, you would have to like, maybe like dress the background or cue people at certain points or cue mm. certain things mm. to be able to create that um, visual image for the director or for the DP and what they're doing. So because the I was mise so- en scène, The mise-en-scene for yes. film terminology. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. God, I love all that shit. So, so yeah, so it was just, yeah, from, from having that, um, although I didn't come through camera. Mm. Through I was going to say that. You kind of, yeah. did, did, did that ever feel like it held you back, not having been in the camera world? Massively, 
Like, really? Actually, when I first started, it was the most daunting experience ever. <laughs> like, when I mean, when not coming from camera and going into the camera department, yeah. you're having to, like, heavily rely on the information that your focus puller knows, the information that your assistant, like, your ACs know. Mm. So it's really, like, like it's, it's a, it's a, it was a very, like, that was, like, the area where I was, like, shit i need to know more Fuck, like yeah. you don't know the difference between an anamorphic lens and a spherical lens do you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. So it's like you're having to you can maybe like operate the camera but you don't understand your the the like your stops like for instance like the fact that you might have um shallow depth of field and as an operator i've got i've got in my head of moving really quickly hmm. um and you're you're not able to give the focus puller time to be able to find his focus because you're moving around so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like small technical aspects that of the about the camera itself mm. that in time I've had to learn through again through the mistakes that I've made and just being inquisitive about it and being like or having someone moan at me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're going too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, <laughs> fucking guy, like, mate, do you want to just slow down? Like, do you think you can help me out? And maybe <laughs> we don't need to move all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> minimums, minimums. <laughs> all right, go <laughs> But yeah, but it's just understanding like like lenses and understanding sizes and understanding yeah, like yeah. The, different, the, the like anamorphic spherical. Do you know what I mean? Like, and mm. sensors and all these other things. There's some information you don't really need to know as an operator, but yeah. it's it's always I say. Sometimes the irrelevant information is always relevant, and um, point, yeah, yeah, and, and, and like again, like so, just being a sponge, just soaking up all the information. But yeah, it was not coming from camera was a very scary experience. But again, like facing your fears, being inquisitive to like, yeah. um, being inquisitive to the what's going wrong, and understanding that you won't know, and accepting that you won't know everything, but having the willingness and openness to learn. Um, yeah, man, I just wasn't ignorant to anything. I was just like, just give me all the information I can take so that I can make. I just want to be the best I can be. Mm. Um, and having that drive to be that person, I kind of, yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to know. And even still till now, like, again, I, there's still bits that I'm a bit like, ah. I remember going in to build my first camera. I was like, ah, what the uh, fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Where's the Lego instruction? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, I remember someone, I remember I was on a shoot and someone was like, yeah, so can you, we've got this other body. Do you think you could? And I was just like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of blagged it a little bit and then was turned to the AC who I knew. I was just like, so mate, I've never built a camera before. Like, what do I do? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, a bit like, um, so, uh, yeah. That camera um, we asked you to build two hours ago, where is it? Oh, you needed it done now. Oh, sorry. I was just, yeah. oh, gosh. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. So, um. But now it's funny because I've been away on a few jobs. Mm. Um, Recently, post lockdown, or just uh, in pre general? pre lockdown, I've, yeah. I had a few jobs where I was away and and I was doing second camera and I was having to like build the camera myself. So any time I was able to get involved mm. with building cameras or just where I lack knowledge, I find the knowledge mm. um, or try and find it as best as I can. And just again, it's just asking loads of questions really. Um, we kind of and, like that kind of not coming up through camera. You know, most people go, you know, first AC, you know, second AC or camera training, second AC, first AC. You know, there's like potentially 10 years worth of experience that they would go through to then suddenly go DP, sec, you know, second operator slash steady cam. Did that 
you know, has there been anyone that's, you know, we're all a film family, we all love each other, but has there ever been a moment that someone, you know, that isn't close to you has just gone, why are you, you know, why is, you know, have you ever had that kind of pushback? Or is that, you know, it feels like a wazzy question to ask, to be fair. No, no, it's not. I think, I think it's a good question to ask because you do get that pushback because there is, is there's a respect for the process. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially when your lack of knowledge I think where I've got away with it was I've respected the process and I've respected the people that have made that process. Yeah. And, and, and your not... honesty to, to the lack of knowledge, you know, that's yeah. got to play a part. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just being humble to the situation really. Yeah. Just being like, do you know what guys, I actually don't know the information, but how can I help you? Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than be like, well, this is what I do and be all arrogant and be a bit like, like standoffish and be, do you know what I mean? Just kind of, mm imposing with ego be like well i'm the operator do as i say yeah, it's, yeah. Not like that. it's more like okay cool well how can we work together look guys i don't really know the information for this i don't i'm not too sure of um what to do in this situation mm. like any advice what do you think would be the best mm. um or is there something that i need to think about when i'm doing certain things mm. and then the person can be like yeah like look like, and that's how I've learned because there's certain times like again, when I've got a 50 mil lens on or a 75 mil lens on and you're moving really erratically and the focus builder can't get his focus or the shot's not really working as well. And then you can be like, oh, um, well, what am I doing wrong? And then they would be like, well, this is 75 mil lens. This is a lot type part. The situation around it moves. Do you know what I mean? They give you yeah, the information. Yeah. And then I've just gone, ah, oh, okay, cool. I get oh. it. And then, and, then, and then moved into it next time I knew. Sometimes I'll slip. Been on occasions yeah, yeah. I've been a bit too excited operating. I've been like, "Hey, this looks amazing." <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the boat effect for this next one. It goes left and right yeah. and left and right. <laughs> definitely add to the look and the feel of the image. <laughs> said handheld, yeah. You wanted the you wanted that shaky feel. <laughs> I'm like, do you like a stand uh, a handheld steady handheld steady? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So just just kind of being humble to the situation. Hmm. You do get kickbacks, but the kickbacks only happen when your lack of knowledge is costing them and making extra work for them. Yeah. So it's then about, for me, the, the, the time when I, it's been useful is when I've taken a step back and just been like, okay, cool. Like this is becoming hard work for you. So how can I make it easier? Mm. Um, and then there's times when they just want it to be easy and you just like, well, luckily you know the information, but you know how you can still work with them with the situation, but still mm. get what someone else wants but nice. still make it work for them. Um, so yeah, I remember um, um, it's just about being humble and just kind of just yeah. not going in with an ego and, and a bit arrogant and a bit like I know it all, but rather just kind of take a step back and listen sometimes because in what you hear is is what you need to know. Um, I don't know if that even made sense. Was that, yeah. that it sounded like a I quite a nice line, did didn't sound it? sounded like a nice line. I'm definitely yeah. going to nick it as the quote, man. I know that you'd like, <laughs> talking of that ego and talking of that humbleness, you mentioned earlier, you were like, I did a promo and I, you know, like looking back now, I knew that I wasn't ready. Has there been a point recently that you actually kind of go that you feel at home now that you're like, no, no, I am, you know, I am a steady cam op and I feel, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm here, I'm here to stay. And this is what I do. And I'm actually all right. Here, you know, I'm good at it. Have you had that little moment? Like now I am a steady cam op now. Yeah, no, definitely. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's, I've done a few jobs. I've done, there's certain, there's been, certain masked jobs that have just elevated me mm. in terms of my confidence 
because nice. um, a lot of it that's what it's about it's just about your confidence and it's funny because at the time of me doing the job I just I thought it was the worst job in the world I didn't really like it I was just like <laughs> this is terrible I didn't do exactly what I was meant to do mm. and then I've watched back at the job and I've been like wow this was nice. amazing and and I didn't really understand the effect of the execution mm. and I've watched it back and I've just been like watched it like 10 times and been like oh my gosh and then sent it around to all my family as well been like mum look my what brother, I, I sent it to my brother be like guys i've just done this have a watch of this it's amazing i'm just yeah. like yes <laughs> but yeah no and you um, get the text back from your mum lovely but when are you gonna get a real job you're like yeah yeah, yeah come on <laughs> no exactly no it's just like um excuse me nine to five uh, when are you working next <laughs> Um, no, but it was, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've had, I've had, uh, what was it like? Can you name anything? Can you name, is it, some that they're all out? Really, it was a really small, the Arsenal job was a massive deal, especially yeah, yeah. that my brother was a Tottenham fan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I suppose. <laughs> and are you a Tottenham fan as well then? Yeah, sorry. Oh, you, um, ish. Together, it? <laughs> oh God, Mourinho. We, we won't, this is a film chat. Well, let's not, yeah, let's yeah, not, yeah. Let's not. <laughs> um, no, the Arsenal job was a great job. Um, yeah, Rollo Jackson, man. It's like, it's just a brilliant director. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, it, and like, you did yourself, and that's the thing, it's like you kind of, everyone says that they had a hard day at work. It's like, there's nothing, like you kind of, you know, ate in and it's stressful and you're telling people what to do and where to go and organising cast. But then you kind of see a steady cam up that's just had a steady cam on its shoulder for like three minutes, five minutes, and just pissing with sweat. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> actually my day hasn't been as hard as that like you know you're like t-shirt number four i'm still yeah, wearing my yeah. same shirt from the morning <laughs> <laughs> no it's um yeah man it's uh it's um yeah when you uh get into it mate and you're standing there with them rigs some people don't realize it's a bit of a workout especially yeah. like it's like mental yeah it's mental um but yeah i think that was a good job i did this small job it was a music promo for um a girl called cleo soul mm -hmm. it was um uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Cole, and I forgot the other director's name, but uh, Marco Gray and um, Olan Collody. And I did this promo with these guys. And it was just this one take of, of Cleo in, like she had this really lovely track. And it was a one take of her. They kind of like created all these different sets inside mm -hmm. this room. And at wow. first they wanted to do it like an individual, like just as like, one set, one one shot, like do a take there, another set, do another take there. And then they chose to kind of, and they were like, do you know what, let's try and do it all in one. So of course me as a steady camera, you want to kind of flex your muscles. There you, you know go. I mean? Focus <laughs> fellas going, oh Jesus Christ. We're on a 75 <laughs> mil, all right? Your minimum's, you know, four foot or whatever. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, no, it's just like, um, it's quite funny because, uh, yeah, you're like, okay, cool. I want to flex my muscles. I want to, I want to um, show what I can do. So we kind of like mapped out this little sequence of shots and ideas and feelings. And um, on the day, once on you the saw day. the sets, wow. Yeah, so literally on the day, so we kind of mapped it all out. And then, I, and then I was just able to just flex my intuition after mm -hmm. that. And um, I remember on the day, it was, I, it was, I remember um, on the day, it was, it was quite, when I'd finished the shot, I didn't actually, I, I didn't think I'd got it. And I remember Arlan coming up to me going like, yeah, man, this was wicked, oh my gosh. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. But I remember didn't hit certain uh, points of the shot yeah, that yeah. I wanted to have. 
I was like, we were talking about getting. Yeah. And then I totally forgot about the shoot. And then I think months later, the video came out and I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just watch it. And I went, oh my gosh, this is really good. Yeah. And it was just like something really simple, but it was just the feeling. Mm. And it was the small moves and it was the way some, certain moves were in sync with the music. And it was just, it was the simplicity of it. Mm. And for me, I was just like, wow, like I actually, it was just a small timing of my movement and the way that I might have pushed in at a certain mark and the way I hit a certain frame. And I was just like, wow, like it kind of gave me the confidence and I felt really just, I just, it, I really like, for me, it was like a benchmark, like a benchmark video that I did that yeah. really like catapulted me to like have confidence and also just see things in a different way mm. um, and kind of find your own style and your own, and your own idea of like a way of working. Mm. Sometimes like people be like, oh, how do you want to do it? And I'd be like, well, I could do this, 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 this will help with this. And it just gave me better understanding about camera and movement and, and the relationship between your subject and you as an operator mm. um, and how you can help enhance it. So, so yeah, and are you man. like, is it like, you know, it's like you watch Messi play football and it's like, there's no way that he's thinking about what he's doing when the ball is at his feet. He's just like, he's just letting it go. And that kind of one take wonder, are you kind of over is, uh, in your head? You're like, okay, coming up to this, I've got to hit that point. I've got to do this. Are you just like, do you just have a clear mind and you're just like, I'm just doing whatever feels good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is, it, I, well, I'm I mixed, depending on the circumstances, situation, I'm mixed between a request from the DP a request from the director and then my own my own intuition to whether it's if it's a narrative then i go with the mood and feeling of the scene mm. and if um to give to understand what energy to give into the, the camera or how to be with the camera mm. if it's music video then i listen to the music and i'll just be like okay um i'll just be like i'll listen to the beats of the song and how the song feels and then I'll, I'll kind of, I basically dance with the music with the camera. <laughs> That's basic, like. <laughs> and you see, again, just like rocking your head and like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like walking on a beat. Yeah, when you get when you get a good tune, sometimes like, mate, I'll have a little wiggle in the waist as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> One hand just in the air, so the other hand yeah, holding yeah, the camera yeah. like. Ee, ee. Yeah, exactly. Head bobbing, <laughs> like just a little bubble while I'm with it. <laughs> yeah. My for 2020. Right, Sandy Phillips, study cam operating showreel. <laughs> yeah, man. Nice. No, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, um, I, uh, yeah, I just kind of go with the energy of the scene mm. if it's a narrative, and then I'll go with. Um, it's quite difficult though because sometimes you really have to like. There's times when, for me anyway, like I can get quite emotionally involved, mm. and when I get quite emotionally involved, I have to just take a moment and breathe mm. because if you, if you if you become apprehensive or anxious, mm. you, it can it can come out in the camera because you're not, it's kind of like, you have to kind of have a, like a meditative state with it where you have to be quite calm because if you're apprehensive and anxious, it comes out because you're rushing things. You're like, oh, I've got to get this, or I've got to get that, or I've got to do this. Mm. Whereas when you're, when you find that just that inner peace, you kind of just, it, everything just flows and you become oh. reactive or active. So yeah, it's good. Zen. I'm like, yeah. not only are you going to kind of like have like this steady cam workout dvds like right you know it's like joe wicks and pe it's like right sending phillips steady cam there's like a meditation to it as well man which as you say it it kind of makes a lot of sense because you know it's like someone takes a, a photo and if they're too quick or whatever and it goes all you know scatty and the framing's off actually if you're doing that for a three minute take and you're not comfortable it's just gonna look whack yeah definitely 
definitely. And it, it, I've seen the difference. I've felt the difference in myself. Yeah, yeah. So there's times when I've just had to, like I'll, sometimes before I take, if I can feel myself in a certain way, I'll just breathe. I literally, sometimes I even close my eyes and just have mm. a little breathing moment. Yeah, nice. And then I'll just like, just find a, like a settlement within myself and then I'll just go into it. So, yeah. Paul Malloy, I chatted to him during lockdown. Um, the mindful gaffer, I'm calling him, because he's like does a load of mindfulness. And one of the breathing techniques he does is kind of like you breathe in for four, hold it for seven, and then out for eight. It's like you do that three to five times. You're like all of a sudden everything just goes, ah, oh. yeah, you know that little scatty heart rate, the, the handshake is like, and we're here, love yeah. it, boom. Yeah. Well, this is, I didn't think we'd be talking meditation and Zen about Steadicam, but actually, as you say, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't, I don't know about other operators because I've actually never had this discussion with anyone else. Hmm. Um, this is just something that I've done myself and found that I've been helpful for me. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it's just worked for what I wanted to do and how I've been able to execute things. So, well, I'll talk, yeah. I'll, I'll chat to Doug and Rick and Sai. I'll get all those, I'll get those boys on and we can start. I was like, do you ever get Zen? And they're like, no, no, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I did, but no, so after 20 years, I'm, I'm just, yeah, right. just, this is normal now. This is an everyday <laughs> thing. <laughs> sleep with it on. They're just like, no, I eat my breakfast with it and I, I put yeah, my yeah, pint yeah. in it. When yeah, I'm at the pub, yeah. it's like you know, the pub rolling around, like, <laughs> "Hey, guys, shaking hands while he's got beer in front of him." <laughs> but look, I'm, we're like, we're getting close to the hour, and I feel like I haven't asked loads of questions, but that's, I think, it's been an amazing chat, and I just want to get a little sense of, because the beginning, towards the beginning of the episode, you were like, "Film's always been it; it's always been the thing," mm. and I just want to get that kind of pre, like that Grant pre, having a camera in his hand. Did like mm. did, you know? Did you go to school and always love film? Did you go to college? Did you go uni? Did you do a degree? What was what was? Where did that love of film come in? I um I uh, went to I studied music at college. I studied music at school. Learned to play. I was playing in secondary school. I was playing the sax for a little bit. And Boom! Then, alto sax. Come yeah, on. Alto girl. Alto Stop girl. it. <laughs> I got, I'd have a little play every now and again. I get to break that bad boy out. You know what? Don't know nothing about it now. I've, <laughs> I've, tried to, I've got one in my little my little roof bit, and, yeah, yeah. and I've tried to next to the jacuzzi. Uh, yeah, next to the jacuzzi. And <laughs> <laughs> when I want to have those sexy moments, you know, um, <laughs> you're just like serenading <laughs> the, the street, <laughs> standing with the bubbles going as well. <laughs> Could you put um, the saxophone on the steady cam and play it like it's just? No, it anyway, stop it. It could be a thing. It could be a thing. Steady yeah. cam band. It's like, you know, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so you, you did music and then just thought... Yeah, I, did, I did music oh. um, and I did it at college and I did it at um, university. Oh, wow. And then I got into events and then from me getting into events, I was like, oh, how do I make these events different? And I started filming them. So I actually started at music. I've always been into music. I wanted to like be an AR, be, be an A&R, like putting like producers and artists together and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Like my my thing was I didn't I didn't I didn't have any understanding or knowledge or passion for film at all. Mm. Um, it was more it kind of came when I started running on set, um, and just like I was just like wow this is an amazing world. Really loved the people that I was working with. Really loved what I was doing and just kind of just yeah enjoyed the whole process of it. Especially how long like did I you run, run for? About eight years I think wow. it was. Yeah, about eight years. And then but a little bit of that last bit of running was kind of 
steady cam assisting and trying to yeah. change that well yeah man yeah yeah it was a long Boom. time yeah it was a long time um and it was yeah it was good. i got to a point where it was like the running became second nature yeah, it was yeah. just it, <clears throat> i just kind of understood it all mm. and we're just like okay cool i need to do something else now i need to mm. like step into another realm and try some try my hat at something else right. um but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I did music. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't. Well, that helps uh, on a, on a promo vibe when you're trying to like walk into the beat and you know that kind of just having the tempo in your head, because yeah. then you know that you know the chorus is coming up. You know, you got four verses of this. You got the mid eight. You got the you know. It's like having that language in your head for a camera operator, especially Steadicam. That, yeah. That's got to be useful. Yeah, it it was massively useful for timing because. Mm. Um, sometimes I actually, when I'm doing, the, when I say someone, someone wants a certain shot a certain way, even if, even for narrative, I use music in my head to be able to feel a shot or I use nice. beats in my head to yeah, feel yeah. a shot. So when you don't have, say for instance, like I know the actor's got a, he needs like a second before he delivers a line and then afterwards I have to move or mm. I have to do like a little turn or a little weep. I'll be like, do you know what I mean? And I'll be yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. those little I kind of have sounds in my head when I'm operating, just yeah, yeah. for everything. Nice. And whether I have it there physically. So what's a whip pan? It's, whip pan. it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whip. <laughs> <laughs> like a little scratch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. But um, yeah, so I kind of use that to be honest with you. It does, it helps me with timing, it helps me with beat, and it helps me with movement. Mm. Um, so yeah. Nice. And then I guess we've kind of, we've, we've, I feel like we've kind of got a real great episode for that next generation of, of even, even runners that are thinking about shit, what can I do? It's like, you know, here's, here's a bench, here's benchmark, here's a, here's a, um, I can't think of the word that I'm, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Like, the, not a roadmap. Oh, and I guess people listening are going, saying the word is um oh my brain it's like when my you, brain when you do something even... when you do something thing and they can look at it and it's not an example oh look up to i don't know no i don't know you've set uh you set the ground no fuck it i can't think my brain's gone to absolute <laughs> <laughs> it's gone i'm done so but look you, you've kind of you've shown them a way to be yeah. able to kind of move and you've given them given them an option that actually it's like you don't have to have done camera. Yes, it's useful, but actually you can do, you can jump out your comfort zone. And that's what I'm finding. It's like every time you're yeah. talking about it, it's like you've jumped, just, you've, you've taken yourself out of what you're comfortable with, found something new and jumped into it. And I think that's, you know, it's like two feet deep end. I don't know anything about camera, but actually holding your hands up and saying, I don't, I actually don't know what the stop is here. And I don't know how I'm supposed to help you. So I need, I need help here. I need help from you guys and girls that know more than me to help us be a better team. I think yeah. that's, that's the one thing that I take away from it. It's not like be the lone wolf and, you know, you'd be that, that, the, and, and, and it'd be useful for first in as well. It's like, we're not, you know, ADs aren't going to know everything. No. Like just ask, ask the wire rigs, ask the stunt people, you know, it's like, don't be scared to ask for help. If you don't know something, ask. Yeah. You know? I love it. And towards the end of the episode, um, I always love to to kind of get these last two questions 
and the you know we end on kind of your shout outs and you've given loads through the app but it's your little space at the end of the app to, to say to whoever you want to say to and highlight a thing your website whatever you want to talk about but mm. that one before that's that that that's that second to last question is the advice to younger self um you know you you're here you've been in the industry now for you know 10 12 15 years whatever however long it's been what are you saying to a younger you and at what point would you say it you know would you say it when you were just starting off in steady cam or would you kind of backdate it and start at the beginning of the running and what would you say I'd think, I'd think, um, I'd say commit to the knowledge. I think, I think that's a massive, I think it, the thing that's actually got me through everything that I've, I've, I've done and every change and every point that I've had to evolve was my commitment to the knowledge of that. I remember, I always remember a friend of mine said to me when I first said I was going to jump in the filming industry, I literally, like, I describe, I describe it like information was like a swimming pool mm. or like a really slick swimming pool with like, say for instance, like gold paint. You know that, um, oh, what's that video where the guy dunks himself into gold paint and he comes out and he's all gold? Uh, Dusseldorf, I think. I can't remember what it is. There's like oh, a really, know. yeah. Okay. There's, but, look but that's, what, that's what it's like. It's like, commit yourself to knowledge. I would say like, jump into the pool and come out with everything you need to know. And then you can throw yourself into it. Nice. Just because it's it's the most important thing. Um, every, people can blag themselves, blag, blag themselves, blag through things or brag through getting through the job, but the sustainability comes in the knowledge. Mm. Um, and I think like, yeah, just commit to the knowledge of things. Um, and, and again, like that is not everything that you feel is super relevant in terms of camera. There are, there is the information of the camera, but there's, do you know what I mean? We're part of a process and there's so many other parts of the process that you need to know. And it's always nice to be able to understand those processes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be like the best at them or know everything, but it's just a good to have a basic understanding of it. Um, so yeah, commit to the knowledge, I think. I think that's what that's I would probably tell my younger self. That's a fuck, commit to the knowledge. Like, that's your t-shirt. There it is. That's, that's where we got to get these up. Brand them. Copyright, me and you, film gods, <laughs> commit to the knowledge. Let's do it. Love it. And I fit, it popped into my head, blueprint. Yeah. Finally, it came to me. Blueprint. I was like, there's the yeah. blueprint. That's what you get. That's what you're giving people. And, yeah. and talking about that knowledge, and you were saying that that um, not having not been in camera, you kind of felt like it, it was a bit of a, it gave you a bit of a backward step in, in that steady cam. I'd flip it and I'd say that, because, because you know, if you're going to go deep, I think if you want to go deep in, yeah, go up the camera route. But actually, your understanding of a film set and working with the actors and timing of the background and setting of action, I think that's going to be more useful or has been more useful for you as a steady cam operator than, than learning how to build a camera. Because it's all about timings. It's about, you know, you're listening in, you know, having been on set for eight years as a runner, you're listening to the first, you know what they're doing there. You've got that relationship with them. You hear, you're hearing the calls and maybe if you were busy kind of building cameras, you wouldn't have seen background be set. You wouldn't know what's happening. You don't know about the timing. So I think there's, I think there's something really massive to be said about the learning curve that you went on that made you a, the steady, steady camera operator that you are. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, no, that just kind of came to me when you were talking about it. No, and that's, I've, I value, I value the experience I've had. Mm. I value the people that I've worked with, um, like all the amazing people like yourself. Oh, yeah. stop it. You got on a podcast. You can stop now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just, it, it's been amazing, like working amongst like great crew, like, and as yeah, I say, yeah. like, like yourself, like, like all the people that, like the Jez Oakleys and, uh, do you know what I mean? Julian Richards and uh, yeah, the, all the top first ADs. I, like, I've got, like, I gained amazing experience hmm. through working with these people. Um, yeah, and I value the knowledge and it has been useful to me. And, and again, like, stepping up, taking that same approach of committing to the knowledge. Like, I had my Paul McKay's, who I used to work with yeah. and still do from that here now, here and then, sorry. And, like, I always remember being on set with them and I, I the camera knowledge that I had to learn and the knowledge of compositions and images was was all based upon taking little bits from all these different people that I've had experiences with and just being like ah oh, shit that looks really good ah oh, that looks really good oh I really like the way this done and then just studying and then just studying really um so again like just taking all this information that I've been given and just kind of just moving forward with it and then and now I just take even more. <laughs> nah. I keep, the information doesn't Jeez. stop me. Come in, man. As soon as you feel like you know it all, that's it. You're dead. Yeah. You're like you 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 you've, you've shut yourself off to because the thing is, especially in your world, it's like technology will improve. AR rigs, this rig, that rig, thingy rigs. You know, it's like you've got to keep on top of it. You got to you know you got to sell another house to get your other. You know, it's like it never stops. <laughs> Well, look, dude, I just want to give you the big film gods round of applause because it's been amazing. I know we, we chatted offline and, and a lot of people have said, you know, don't know where their story, if it's going to be important, if it's not, what they'll have to give back. And I just, I think what you've done here is, is, it's just show people, give them the blueprint. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You know, but you have, you've kind of said, look, this is another way in. This is another way to do it. Um, and I just want to thank you for giving up your time. Um, I know you're, you're a busy man and you've got lots of, lots of things to be doing um, and giving me an hour and a half of your time on a, on a you know, Thursday afternoon, man. It's like big. It's, it's, I really appreciate it. And, and, and thank you for, for jumping on Zoom and, and for having a chat. And now I, I put my hands up. I wheel my chair away. <laughs> um, and the floor is yours to give any shout outs to anyone that you want to give any shout outs to. Um. Oh, shout outs. Mate, it's so many. It's the Oscars. Um, Here we go. And the award for best steady cam <laughs> operating in a fish fingers commercial goes to Grant Sandy Phillip. Um, yeah, big up to Vision. Um, they've been like amazingly supportive. Big up to Coolbox. Nice. Big shout out to Coolbox, actually. Yeah, the Coolbox aunties. That's great. Yeah, it's funny because when I turn off on set now and I speak to people, I'm like, "Are oh, you a callback?" It's like, "No way!" I used to be a callback as well. Like, <laughs> they're amazing. Um, no, man, they've been they've been just absolutely incredible, and just all the DPs and and ads and everyone, like art department, production designers, like everyone that I work with and spoken to, or I've, I've um, I think everyone has had a helping hand in 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 the journey that I've been on. So yeah, man, thank you to everyone who's um just helped and been there so yeah boom ladies and gentlemen come on big it up there it is uh yeah man thank like, thank you no, thank you thank you azuko like really appreciate it. do you know what? i was really nervous about doing this 
really scared about doing this. First time ever doing it. And literally, you are an absolute, you've always been a legend, but you, and you just are a legend. Do you know what I mean? Dude, you smashed so, it. No, thank you. Yeah, you no, thank it. you. Appreciate it, man. It was really nice, like, like it was just a really nice space to talk and you like an amazing host and what you're doing is absolutely amazing. So no, thank you mate for, for having me on and uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Pleasure. But I don't know if I keep that being, I'll probably chop that out. No, it's you can't it, chop no, that it's out. Like, you can't like... chop that out. <laughs> okay. You're part of the shout out mate. Oh, Come on man. You can't All right. chop that I'll out. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't. So, um, yeah. No, thank you mate. Appreciate pleasure. it. Thank well, you for having uh, me on. Listeners, send this episode out to anyone that you know that wants to get into the industry runners that have mentioned that they might want to get into steady cam and even just getting into the getting into the life because it is a lifestyle choice being in the film industry is not just a nine to five that you get your pension and your holly you know your holiday pay and all the rest of it it's something that you commit to emotionally physically you know, spiritually and financially, you've got to give everything to get something back. And, and, and Sandy's like, just shown you how it can be done. Sandy? Grant Sandy Phillips. I don't know where the uh-huh. Sandy come in. I was like, Wait, mate, I've, I've always been called Sandy. You, you know, it is, it's because my sur- my my surname. Sorry, everyone Double always used to think of the middle name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone used to call me Sandy. <laughs> oh, I said, I Grant, no, let's do, I'll stick with Grant because it's the yeah, name, yeah. you know, he's shown you a way. So, ladies and gents, thank you for listening. Big up, have a lovely, lovely rest of the week, evening, morning, whatever you're doing. Big up, big love, and until we meet again, ladies and gents, that is a wrap. So now there's a chat with the king or queen in the game. I'll give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.